listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Uh, Seven wonderful things that are about to happen to you in 2020. Seven supernatural things that are going to take place for you and for me in this year of 2020. And um, I uh, I was praying before this broadcast tonight, and I know there's so it blows my mind because there's so many people, especially because of what's going on uh, right now in America and around the world. There's so many people that if you listen to them talk, it's like they've got uh, this this outlook, uh, such a dim outlook. On the world, such a dim outlook on what's going on. And uh, as I was praying about that, uh, the Lord spoke to me specifically to not just encourage your faith in these sessions, but to encourage you to have a bright outlook about what's getting ready to take place. Get Have a bright outlook on what's about to take place. Don't look into the future and say, man, you know, it's just the t- signs of the times we're living in, brother. It's going to get worse and worse. No, not for you. Your outlook should be bright. Your outlook should be uh, not just hopeful, but faithful. Believing that your outlook, your story, your life is going to be different than everybody else in this world. You should have a bright outlook. And tonight, I'm going to give you kind of a preview of what you should expect in the final three quarters of 2020. What you should expect in the final three quarters, we just started the second quarter of the year. In these final three quarters, I'm going to give you seven things that you're going, you need to expect to have happen to you from the word of God. Here's why. Faithful people, obedient people, dedicated people are different. They're different than everybody else. Remember that. Faithful, dedicated, obedient people are different than everybody else. Our lives are different. Our families are different. Our bodies are different. Our minds are different. We shouldn't look the same. And so I'm not prophesying about those that don't believe God. I'm not talking about those that don't stand in covenant with God. I'm talking about you and your family, the faithful ones, the obedient ones. Yeah. And so uh, I want you to... uh, write these down and put them somewhere in front of your eyes so that as you're going through these final three quarters of 2020, this stays in front of your face. I should expect this to happen for me. I should expect this to take place for me. And that's what we're getting into. And so tonight, and I'm going to give you scripture for every single one of these. And so I want you to write it down. Those of you that are helping me in the comments, put it in the comments section. But uh, if you haven't taken the chance to share it, share it because sharing is caring. Amen. Sharing is caring. Seven things that you need to expect in your life before the end of this year. Seven things. Hallelujah. Because our path is going to get brighter, brighter, brighter. Just brighter. We're not going down. We're not going back. We're not going to diminish. We're getting brighter, brighter, and brighter. And so I want you to see these with me. And I'll start with a, with a text in Psalm 84. 
And I want you to read this with me. Psalm 84, I'll read two verses of scripture as our main text for this tonight. And then we'll move, we'll move forward into what I'm going to show you these seven things. Here's the text for tonight. Get this in your spirit. The 10th verse of Psalm 84 and the 11th. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. For the Lord bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing does he withhold from those that walk uprightly. No good thing. He won't hold any good thing back from you when you're walking uprightly. So that's the, I want you to keep that. The, he, the header tonight is that text. No good thing will be withheld from you. Not one good thing will be withheld from those that walk uprightly. So number one, what are these things? Number one, the first thing that you can expect and should expect for the rest of the year. I like that. My future is so bright, I got to wear shades. I'm with you. Number one, put it in your put it in the comments, put it in your notes. The first thing that you need to expect in 2020 is for all things to work together for your good. That's number one. Expect all things to work together for your good. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Listen to what the word says. And we know. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. You see that? All things work together for good for those that love God, number one, and are called according to his purpose. Well, if you're watching the broadcast tonight and you're a believer, you're on your way to heaven then let me tell you something. You are one of those who are called according to his purpose. You're called according to his purpose and you love God. If you love him, then guess what? The Bible says, expect all things to work together for your good. Even the things, I want you to think about this. Even the things that the enemy meant for evil, it's that new song that everybody's been singing. I actually like it. Um, you take what the enemy meant for evil. You know the one I'm talking about? And you turn it for good. Turn it for good. You know, is that an elevation song? I think it is. Carolyn would know. She'd be able to tell me. Uh, but I love that. It's, that's straight out of the word of God. Romans 8, 28. You take what the enemy meant for evil. You turn it for my good. All things work together for my good. You know, we were coming back. Uh, I, can't, I think it was from... Um, we were coming, yeah, that's it. See a victory. Thank you, Zach. We were coming back uh, from being at uh, Thanksgiving, I believe it was. It was either Thanksgiving or we were out, out on a, a vacation for Christmas. We came back to the house. Now, those of you that have been following the broadcast, you know that we just uh, we just purchased this house last year. We just moved in. And uh, I know it is. I know that's Pastor Hammer's daughter. That that's phenomenal, excellent song. Um, and so we just moved into this house 
We haven't even lived here a year yet. And we were gone for Thanksgiving to my parents. We were gone, uh, I think we were gone for about a week or so during Christmas time. And we came home to the house. And uh, we went into, we were just unpacking our stuff. And Carolyn went into her closet in our bedroom. And when she walked into the closet, we have like, um, not hardwood floors, but what do they call that? It's like, um, looks, it's hardwood-like, but it's like a laminate flooring. And when she walked in there, her feet got all wet. And she's like, what in the world is going on? And she looked down and on the floor, coming up through the floor and up through the wood is all this water. It's like, what the heck is going on? So like she comes out, her feet are all wet, water's coming up through the floor. We're like, what is going on with this? It's like, I, I don't want to have to deal with something else, especially during the holidays, like before the new year comes. Now we got water coming up that we had no idea what it was going to be. I was like, it's a big problem if it's coming up through the slab or, you know, who knows, you know, who knows what it is. But we come back, we had them come out. We had a company come out. They, they had to cut into the drywall, tear up the floors. They tore up the floors in her closet, mine. And then we realized, oh man, there's been a leak through the plumbing in the walls and the, the pipe that was bringing in water to the, um, uh, into the bathroom is leaking all down the wall, all down the drywall and under the hardwood floor. And so who knows how long it's been leaking, but it's going all, all down through the wall, all down through the floor. Now we're sitting there and we discovered it'd been, there'd been issues with the pipes since we bought the house, you know, the things that we didn't know about. The house had sat empty for almost two years. They couldn't sell it. And so we get, we find these these issues and we're sitting there. Then there's a, a, a whole side of a wall where the pipe, we didn't even know it, the pipe had been uh, open and water's just pouring down over drywall. And so we're sitting, we're finding all these things out like between somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the new year. And so they had to come in, they tore up all the floor up in my closet, her closet, our bedrooms all tore up, uh, had to come in, tore up stuff in our bathroom, tearing drywall down. They're finding mold. You know, all the things you don't want to hear when you get a new house. All the things that you don't want to deal with when you're, when you're, when you're getting, getting into a new house. And so um, one of the things that I thought was awesome, because, you know, we thought to ourselves, we know that the Lord led us to this home. No question. You've heard me teach on the peace that leads you and guides you. No question about it. We know that the Lord led us into this home. We know that the Lord... Uh, brought this and made it possible. You've heard me give the testimony about how the attorney who owned this home uh, dropped the price drastically uh, for me and then gave me cash on top of that. I mean, stuff that's unheard of in this market, especially here in South Florida and all these things that were happening and uh, you know, dropped the price over $100,000. I mean, it was supernatural. So we had no doubt that God uh, made this possible and, and blessed us with this home. Well, so as we're looking at the stuff that's going on, we're thinking to ourselves, okay, you've got the, you've got the floors being tore up. You've got the mold walls. What's going on? And I, it got me thinking about this verse, all things work together for good. Because there were even things that even though we love the house, beautiful house, there were even things in that bathroom. There were even things in that whole area of the room and of the house that when we bought it, Karen was like, man, I, I, like the, I love the house, but I wish they'd have done things different in here. I wish they'd have done things different. And, um, and so we come back and find that. Well, then they go back. Let me, let me tell you how Romans eight twenty eight works in a practical way. 
Then they go back. We call it in. We call in for, for an in, uh, insurance adjuster and inspector to come out. They're looking through the whole house. And uh, it wasn't a large area. You know, it's just a little closet, half of the walkway, other closet, and then a, a little, a few of the areas in the bathroom and then and the wall by the shower. And so it's not a massive area through the whole house, but then the insurance adjuster comes in and he starts looking and he starts looking at the floors and he starts looking at the walkway and he starts looking at the walls. And then he starts looking throughout the whole rest of the house. And then he starts looking at the stairs and upstairs. I'm thinking to myself, there's nothing wrong upstairs, nothing wrong with the stairs, you know, any of that and all that stuff. And he comes back and he's looking at our insurance contract and look at everything that we have going on. And then he says to us, uh, and, and this is basically what came back. He said, you know, it's pretty interesting. He said, I noticed through looking through your house, he said, you guys have the same flooring throughout your entire house. I was just noticing that. He said, you don't even have a break at the stairs where, where it goes upstairs. He said, normally people will have like a little border there or a break or the, the flooring will change or maybe it'll carpet. He said, you guys don't even have a break at the stairs. He said, it's continuous flooring throughout your whole house. It's all the same floor. He said, then I was looking at your walls. He said, and I noticed you guys have continuous paint throughout the whole house. And I'm wondering where he's going with this because I'm like, yeah, we, we do have both of those things. He said, well, here, according to your insurance contract, he said, according to the contract, because the flooring itself is continuous, he said, the insurance company is required to pay you, not just for the little area of floor that we tore up in the, in the closets and in the walkway, he said, we're not, not responsible just for that. He said, we're responsible to pay you for the entire flooring of the entire house upstairs and downstairs in every single room. Hallelujah. Because it's continuous flooring. He said, so we have to be able to replace exactly what you had before, continuous flooring. And he said, now I'm looking at the paint because your paint throughout the whole house is continuous paint. He said, and so we have to pay for your entire house to be repainted because it was continuous through the whole house. And something that, you know, looked small at the beginning where you think, well, maybe they're only just going to reimburse us for the little closet area and my little closet area and the little walkway. Look at what happened here. This is something which I didn't even know this. I had no idea or knowledge that this little thing was a, 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 a little um, stipulation in the insurance contract. I had no idea about continuous flooring. But then they come back and something that could be, uh, you know, probably fixed for five, six, seven thousand dollars now the insurance company says, no, we're going to pay you tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars because of the fact you've got continuous flooring. Here's something that at the beginning looked like a headache. At the beginning looked like a problem. At the beginning, it looked like for us, it was going to be an issue. But then as you look at this, as blows my mind, as you look at this, all things work together for the good of those that are, number one, called according to his purpose, and number two, those that love God. And so I want you to think about this. Not only did God bless us with this home, but on top of that, 
when my wife goes in and looks at the bathroom and all the things she'd even do different personally if it were her, God said, I know the desires of your heart so much that I don't care. I mean, literally, I don't care what happened. I don't care if God... I don't care if it was some natural wearing away or if God had to come down and send an angel to just unscrew a little a little cap on a pipe. I don't know what happened. But all I know is that I'm going to sit in a place of overwhelming blessing and be able to do everything that my wife wanted to do. And not a dime will come out of my pocket, but it'll all be taken care of and it'll be all exactly what she wants it to be. God fulfill the desires of our heart. What started off looking like a problem is finishing as an overwhelming blessing. Are you hear what I'm saying? What started off looking like a problem will finish as an overwhelming blessing. Why? Because all things, not some things, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I want you to write this down. Number one, this year, your expectation should be, your expectation should be, all things are going to work together for my good in Jesus' name. Through the final three quarters of 2020, all things are going to work together for my good. Look at Andrew, same kind of a testimony got in a car accident, was worried because the car was totaled, ended up getting a new car and a $25,000 check, and the damages car paid off. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All things work together for my good and for your good. All things work together for my good and for your good. That's the key. Remember that. Expect it. And not only that, confess it daily and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. All things in the month of April are working together for my good in Jesus' name. Everything the enemy sent to to be evil and to be uh, destructive in my life, it's turning around in my favor by the power of the Holy Ghost. And God, you're putting my blessing in my hand supernaturally in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let, let, Let me give you a little something here on the side. Think about this. The Bible says that, you know, when David was going to get ready to fight Goliath, this, this to me is really exciting. When David went to fight Goliath, one of the things most people are surprised to find out is that God never told David to fight Goliath. I mean, read the Bible for yourself. You won't find a place where God told David to fight Goliath. He didn't, he didn't ever tell him. David just got there. And when he heard Goliath blaspheming the one he loved so much, God in heaven, he got so offended in his spirit that he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he talks about the God of heaven and earth like that? And got so angry that he was ready to take the giant out. But here's an interesting thought as you go in. And actually, we can turn there. 1 Samuel 17. I love that. Expect a miracle. That's right, Joel. Expect a miracle. Catherine Kuhlman. Love it. 1 Samuel chapter 17. And of course, you know the story. It's David and Goliath. But uh, as you go out, he goes out towards the battlefield. I love this. Uh, 
Let's go down to um, verse 43. And the Philistine said to David, am I a dog? This is 1 Samuel 17, 43. The Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin. I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day will the Lord deliver you into my hand. Listen to this. This will make you laugh. And I will strike you down and cut off your head. That is the 46th verse, 46th verse of 1 Samuel 17. I will strike you down and cut off your head. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. How is David going to do that? He has no sword. He's got no sword. Hey, Ted, he's prophesying something that he's about to do, but he doesn't even have the means to do it. I'll strike you down. Okay, he's got the power to do that. He used the sling and the stone for that. I'll strike you down. But then I'll cut off your head. How are you going to do that without a sword or even a saw or even a knife? But notice this. Goliath had a sword in his sheath and in his hand. I love this. And the Bible says, verse 49, and David put his hand in the bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Notice this. God took what the enemy meant for evil, Goliath and his sword, turned it for good, put the sword into David's hand. Do you see what God did? The thing that was there to kill David, the thing that was there to kill Israelites, the thing that was there to shut down the nation of Israel, God put it into the hand of his servant, David. Hallelujah. He put it into the hand of his servant, David. And as he did, the thing that was set up for David's destruction was now David's victory. Hallelujah. Hey, Jordan, what a miracle that the thing that was set aside for David's destruction is the thing that became David's miracle. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Let me just say this. What the enemy has decided to use to destroy you is turning in your favor. God will put it in your hand and your enemy will be destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Doesn't matter what the devil planned to destroy you with. It will not touch you this year. But all things are working together for your good in Jesus' name. That's number one. Write it and confess it. All things work together for my good.
Number two, second thing you should expect is that all of your enemies will be at peace with you. All of your enemies will be at peace with you. People that used to talk behind your back, people that used to hate you, people that used to try to take you out, people that used to spread rumors and lies about you. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. You hear that? When a man's ways please the Lord, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. Think about it. Think about it. Those that hated you, those that stood against you, those that said you'd never make it, God will turn that thing around. They'll not only be at peace with you, some will come and show up and bless you. Hallelujah. Some will show up and bless you. You'd be like, what in the world's going on? When somebody shows up on your doorstep, knocks on your door, says, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I just felt to give you this. And I don't want to ever hear from you again. Fine with me. And they hand it to you, put it in your hand and bless you. And they don't even like you. <laughs> they bless you and they don't even like you. Yeah. Your enemies will be at peace with you in Jesus name. That's Proverbs chapter 16 and verse seven. Proverbs 16, verse 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. Second thing, you should declare for the rest of the year, I thank you, Lord. Anybody that stood against me, anybody that opposed me, anybody that was spreading rumors against me, anybody that was trying to get me to fail, every person that presented themselves as an enemy, they will come to peace with me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, for example, anybody that literally tried to cause uh, strife, issues, and problems in your life, with your family, with your friends, whoever they are, coming to peace with you in Jesus' name. Coming to peace. Those, when a man's ways please the Lord, please the Lord. That means you're living in such a way that God is happy with you the way you're living. God bless you, Lisa. If you're just logging on, you haven't gotten a chance to share the broadcast, take a minute to share it. We're talking about seven things you can expect in 2020. Seven things you can expect. Number one, all things will work together for your good. Number two, all of your enemies will be at peace with you in Jesus' name when your ways please the Lord. Number three, the third thing that you should definitely expect in 2020 is for God to begin to fight on your behalf, for God to begin to fight on your behalf. There's people that are waiting. There are people that are waiting. See, Karen, you misunderstand. You say, if he doesn't work at it, is God mad at you? It's not that God's mad at you. It's that there are things we must do to please the Lord. We've got to live holy. We've got to be righteous. And if we don't do the things his word commands us to do, as I'll show you in a moment, he's not required to do anything. His blessings are sparked by our obedience. His blessings are sparked by our obedience. And so, number three, expect God to fight mightily on your behalf. God will fight mightily. And I'm using the scripture here, Second Chronicles 16 
and verse number nine. Let's read it together. Second Chronicles 16 and verse nine. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support. I love this. Strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You see that? He's watching the earth. He's looking for people whose hearts are turned toward him. They're pleasing him with their life. He said, when I find people like that, I will show myself strong and mighty on their behalf. Hallelujah. God's getting ready to go out ahead of you and fight your battles for you in 2020. Things that stood in front of you are getting ready to fall to the ground by the power of God. Fall to the ground. Things that presented themselves as an obstacle to you. You felt like you couldn't get past them. You felt like you couldn't get around it. God's getting ready to fight on your behalf and every wicked thing is falling to the ground in Jesus' name. He fights your battles for you. I love that. That's 1 Chronicles, no, 2 Chronicles 16, 9. God's fighting for you, fighting on your behalf. I like to think of it even like in the Old Testament with the Ark of the Covenant. He would go out in front of them. What would they do? The tribe of Judah would go out in front of every other tribe and instead of carrying swords and shields, they would carry the Ark of the Covenant and instruments and they would praise God and carry his presence out first and then God would fight their battles for them. And that's what God wants to do for you today. He's going to send his power out in front of you and begin to fight and move things out of your way. Make every crooked place straight. Hallelujah. Make every crooked place straight in 2020. I love that. I will make the crooked places straight. That's Isaiah 45. You say, what's so great about that? What's so great about making the crooked places straight? I'll tell you what's great about it is because when the crooked places are made straight, then you are able to run with momentum. See, here's the thing. If they want to test how fast a car is or a motorcycle, top speed, goes zero to 60 in this many seconds, when they test that, you know what they do? They don't put it on an obstacle course and make that thing do left-hand turns and right, no, they put it on a straightaway and they just hit the gas and on a straight line, they see how quickly it'll go from zero to 60. They see how fast that car will go on a straight line. And that's the same. Anytime you have to make a turn, you have to slow down. You can't make a right-hand turn at 90 miles an hour. And so anytime you got to turn, you have to slow. That's why God said there might be an enemy that tries to uh, put crooked paths in front of you, obstacles. You got to go left here. Now you got to go right. Now you got to go around. No more. No more. God said, I'll go out ahead of you. I'll make every crooked place straight. And then you can run with momentum, speed up in the Holy Ghost. It's like I, pre I preached a couple of nights ago, how Elijah the prophet, the anointing came on him and he ran and outran the king's horses and chariot all the way to the entrance of the city. That's coming on you this year. 
You will produce more. You will do more. You will accomplish more than you ever have. Hallelujah. I'm believing the same thing for me and and our ministry and our family. I'll do more. I'll accomplish more in Jesus' mighty name. This will be the greatest year we've ever produced. God's going to make the crooked places straight. We will run. Hallelujah. Get ready to run. Get ready to run. (laughs) I feel the Holy Ghost. Get ready to run. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. For God's fighting mightily on your behalf. He's cutting down. I love this. He said he'll cut down the gates of iron and make the crooked places straight. That's Isaiah 45. You got to read what he said to King Cyrus. He said, I'll I'll smash down the gates of of bronze. You read it for yourself and read what he said. He said, I'll make the crooked places straight. He'll do the same for us. And we will run into victory like we never have. This is going to be the greatest year we've ever seen by far. So it doesn't look like that, brother. Looks like a dark year. Looks like it's a problem year, a trouble year. They're telling us we may have these issues all the way out into July. No, it's going to be our greatest year in Jesus' name. It'll be our greatest year in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I said in Jesus' name. By far, by far, we're going to run with momentum. That's right. I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Number four, Gospel of John chapter 14. Go with me. If you're just, if you're just jumping on, what are we talking about? Seven wonderful things that are about to happen to you. Seven things you should expect in 2020 to take place in your life when when your life and your ways are pleasing unto the Lord. Number one, all things are working together for your good. Number two, your enemies will be at peace with you. Number three, God will fight your battles for you. He's fighting on your behalf. And then now number four, John 14, 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So do you see what Jesus is saying? John 14, 21, he's saying, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And when you obey my commands, my father will love you. I will love you and I will manifest myself to you. Oh, hallelujah. I will manifest myself to you. So nobody, get this, nobody is qualified for the manifestations of Christ unless they obey his commands. That's why I'm talking to you and your family and not just prophesying at large to everybody in the United States. It's not for everybody. It's for the obedient. It's for the faithful. It's for those that love the Lord and show their love by obedience. He said, when you do, I will manifest myself to you. I'll reveal myself to you. Think about it. This is, this is going to be the year, 2020. I've got somebody on Periscope that doesn't want me talking like this. Love our gods. Said, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. I'm a vampire. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> Jesus said, if you'll obey my word, I will manifest myself to you. You preach like this, you get all kinds of people that log on, apparently even vampires. He said, <laughs> he said, I will manifest myself to you. Those that are obedient are qualified for the manifestations of Jesus Christ. And when he manifests himself to you, then that means his blessings are coming upon you. It means that his power is available to you. And so in this year, expect the manifestations of Christ in your life. Expect the manifestations of Christ in your life. Don't, don't expect everything to be normal. That's not what we're looking for. Don't expect your life to look like somebody else. No, every single day as you wake up, lift your hands and thank him. Thank you, Lord, that today I will experience the manifestations of Christ. Woo, hallelujah. I will experience the manifestations of Christ today in Jesus' name. How? In my body, in my mind, in my finances, in my family, in my house, in my business. I will experience the manifestations of Christ in Jesus' name. Number four, throughout 2020, you should expect the manifestations of Jesus Christ in your life. Why? You're the faithful. You're the obedient. You're the dedicated. And you've got blessings coming to you and you can expect it to take place. You can expect it to take place because the word of God said that it would take place. Hallelujah. The word of God said that it would take place. So number one, all things work together for good. Number two, your enemies will be at peace with you. Number three, the Lord will fight mightily on your behalf. Number four, the manifestations of Christ will be yours. Number five, go with me to Psalm 1, Psalm 1, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, this whole chapter. Number five, fifth thing, very important. Psalm 1, 1 through 3, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that bears fruit in every season. <laughs> Ooh, man, I'm getting excited on that one. Number five, the fifth thing you should expect is that you will bear fruit in every season of life throughout the rest of 2020 and throughout the rest of your life. There will never be a season where we don't bear fruit. There will never be a barren season. Think about it. There'll never be a barren season in Jesus' name. We will have fruit after fruit after fruit after harvest after harvest after harvest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Nothing but the fruit. Nothing but the fruit that God called us to have. God called us to experience. And we will experience it. We will see it. We will hold it in our hand. The mighty blessing of God. Think about this. There's never a season that you don't produce. Ever. I don't care what it looks like all around you. 
I don't care what the economy looks like. I don't care what the nation looks like. I don't care what the international situation is. In every season, you will bear fruit. (laughs) In every season, you will bear fruit. That's your promise. That is your promise. That's number five. Go further. Number six, same verse, third verse. Not only will you bear fruit in every season, but your leaves will never wither. You see that? Your leaves will never wither. Ha, I love that. Your leaves will never wither. What does that mean? It means that you'll never pass your prime. It means you'll never diminish. It means you'll never run out. It it, it means you won't get weaker and weaker and weaker. You won't fall apart. It means you'll grow and become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. That's your story. Your leaves will never wither in Jesus' name. You're not called to diminish. You're not called to get stronger or weaker. You're not called to fall apart. You're called to get stronger and stronger and stronger and produce and produce and produce nothing but increase for the rest of your life. And you should get up in 2020 and declare, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that in this year of 2020, my year of violent increase and expedited favor, I thank you, Lord, that from this day forward, my leaves will never, ever wither in Jesus' name. My leaves will never, ever wither. I will never diminish. I don't get weaker. I get stronger. Hallelujah. I don't get weaker. I get stronger. So what about, what about my age, brother? We, you know, as we get older, we get weaker. That's not what the Bible teaches. You don't have to get weaker as you get older. What does the Bible say about Moses? About Moses, it said he was 120 when he died. But what does it say? It said that his eyesight never dimmed and his strength never abated. He didn't have to lose his strength to die. He didn't have to lose his eyesight to die. He didn't have to get sick to die. You know, people say that to me all the time. They're like, well, Brother Ted, you know, if it, the way you preach, you'd think that we're going to live forever. Well, how, how are we supposed to die if we never get weaker? How are we supposed to die if we never get sick? You don't have to be sick to die. You can literally run your race, finish your course, and give up the ghost. Amen. You can literally get to the end of your race. And of course, our bodies, we know our bodies are perishing. Your body can't live forever. The Bible tells us that. It's appointed unto man once to die. So I know your body can't live forever, but it doesn't have to be sick to die. That's what I'm teaching. You don't have to have cancer or diabetes or heart disease or blood problems to die. You can just get old. And die when you're done. Amen. I want you to write that in the comments tonight. I'll die when I'm done. (laughs) That's a good way to look at it. I'll die when I'm done. And I'm not done yet. I believe many of us will see the actual rapture of the church. I believe we will see the rapture of the church. I don't believe we're that far away from Christ coming and rapturing his church. But if you're old, very old watching me, 
You're somewhere. It's way past your bedtime, 8 o'clock Eastern time. You should have been asleep two hours ago, but you're staying up late with the young people. You're somewhere, you know, eating vanilla pudding, sitting in a lazy lazy boy, watching this on like a desktop computer. (laughs) If that's you, super old. Listen, you can just, if you feel like, man, I'm, I'm very old and I'm, you know, but let me say this. If you're, if you're 90, you're not old enough to die yet. Your promise is 120 years. So don't sit around and say, well, I'm old because I'm 80. You're not old enough to die yet. You can be healed and walk in strength and live out the full length of your days and give up the ghost. Amen. Amen. And you can get old. You don't have to be sick and die when you're done. When you're done. I love that Caleb said this. Caleb, who went into the promised land in his 40s, brought back a report of faith. Nobody believed it. And then 45 years later, he still has faith and says, I'm stronger today than when I was 40. I'm stronger today than when I was 40. Amen? 85 years old. Thank you, Al. I'll die when I'm done, and I'm not done. I'll die when I'm done, and I'm not done. You get older but stronger. That's it. Loenda said, my mom's 92. I tell her she has 30 more years. You take it, take what the Bible says and roll with it. I'll die when I'm done, and I'm not done yet. That's it. Somebody write, I'm not done yet. Put it in the comments. I'm not done yet. That's it. I am not done yet. Come on. Abraham was 100 when Isaac was born. Who do I worry about? I feel worse for his wife having to have relations with a 100-year-old man. (laughs) I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet in Jesus' name. I'm not done yet. That's right. I'm not done yet. Let me give you number seven. Number seven, as we're headed out to this final point of 2020. Listen to this. (laughs) He's like a tree planted by the water, bears fruit in every season, leaves never wither. Look at number seven. And in all that he does, he prospers. And all that he does, he prospers. In all, number seven, you, <laughs> sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I want you to write it. I prosper in all I do. I prosper in all that I do. That's number seven. Expect it. For 2020, in everything I do, I prosper in Jesus' name. In everything that I do, I prosper in Jesus' wonderful name. Whatever these hands touch, they prosper. Wherever my foot treads, I have dominion. I'm talking, you should have, God will give you ideas to prosper. Think about that. God will give you ideas to prosper. Sheila, number six was, your leaves will never wither. You'll never diminish. 
You'll never get weaker. You'll never get, you'll never fall apart. It's not your story. But number seven, you'll prosper in all you do. That's right. I prosper in all that I do. In all that I do, I expect to prosper. As I go through 2020, I expect to prosper. I expect to prosper. Hallelujah. You should expect to prosper. People talk about prosperity like it's a bad word. Like, what are you thinking? It's not a bad word. It's a blessing from the Lord. It's a blessing from the Lord. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow unto it. No sorrow. Thank you, Lord. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. That's Proverbs 10, 22. Makes a man rich and adds no sorrow unto it. The Bible says in Job 36, 11, if they would only obey and serve me, they would spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. It's not a bad thing to serve the Lord and prosper. It's a good thing. Expect to prosper in 2020 in Jesus' name. Expect everything you do to prosper. Your investments, everything you've got, your business. If you have a business on the side, expect it to prosper. Literally, expect it to prosper. (laughs) Hallelujah. Expect it to prosper. And listen, if you don't have something, ask God to give you something. Say, God, you know what? Because I mean, like, here's the thing. I think about this, you know, I think about this sometimes. It's like, what's the point of wasting time doing stuff that doesn't matter? And I like to do, you know, I like to read novels. I like to, I do stuff. You know, you got to have some downtime. Yes. But there's so much extra time that we could use to actually prosper in ways that we've not even thought about yet. Ways that we've not even thought about. There's people that'll binge watch Netflix for three hours a night. What if you only watched for one hour and two hours you spent giving God in the idea that he's given you, developing that idea to prosper? Because if you think God won't give you ideas to prosper... You've not read Isaiah 48, 17. He said, I'm the Lord, your God that teaches you to prosper and leads you in the way that you should go. Teaches you to profit. That's prosperity. If you think God doesn't have a plan for you to prosper, you need to read the Bible again. He has a plan for you to prosper. What if you only took one hour a night doing that, but two hours dedicating yourself to the thing God will give you to prosper? And he will. And the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. What are you going to do? I asked this a few nights ago. What are you going to do when God gives you that thing and in the first year of you employing it, you make thirty dollars to $50,000 extra because of the idea the Lord gave you and you have some side business? You know what's crazy? There's Pastor Danny Haas. Love you. I was watching a guy that's not even a Christian encouraging people to do just a little bit extra. He's, and, and this was, I think, in, uh, I forget what year it was, 2000, and I forget what year, it was a couple of years ago, maybe last year. He said, I bet you money that you could make twenty dollars to $30,000 extra this year by just basically yard sailing 
and sell him the stuff on eBay. He challenged him to do it. It was like a flip challenge. He said, you know, people got all kinds of stuff at their house. They sell it. He said, go buy it. Just go buy it for pennies and dollars and then put it on eBay, put it on Facebook marketplace, sell that stuff. He had all kinds of people writing him back. These were not even Christians. All kinds of people. I made 20,000 extra this year. I made 30,000 extra just doing a few yard sales on Saturday morning. People just going buying stuff up at yard sales, reselling it on eBay. I mean, think about it. God will give you ideas to prosper. Ask yourself, what could you do with an extra $20,000, $30,000? What could you do with an extra $50,000? Think about the generosity that would flow out of your life. Think about the seeds you could sow. Think about the people you could bless. Think about how your children would bless, be blessed. God, and that's not a lot. $50,000 is not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. Don't think small, think big. $50,000 is not a lot of money. God could put that in your hands so quick, it would make the devil's head spin. You're going to be blessed in 2020. Blessed. Everything that your hands touch. I want you to declare that. Everything that my hands touch will prosper. Everything that my hands touch will prosper in Jesus' mighty name. Everything. You'll not miss out. You'll not miss out on the goodness of God. Everything that your hands touch will prosper. That's number seven. So if you're just logging on, you don't even know what we're talking about tonight. I'm talking about seven things you should expect to happen for you in 2020. Number one, all things to work together for your good. Number two, for your enemies to be at peace with you. Number three, God will fight your battles for you. Number four, Christ will manifest himself to you. Number five, you'll bear fruit in every season. Number six, your leaves will never wither. You'll never diminish. And number seven, you'll prosper in everything that you do. It should be your confession for the rest of the year and declare it. Put it on a piece of paper, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, wherever you do. Keep your eyes on it and declare it. It's going to be your story in Jesus' name. Everything my hands touch will prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. They will prosper. They will prosper. Hallelujah. They will prosper. And you're going to be so blessed that it'll make people wonder what in the world happened. You know, people hear the the term signs and wonders. They're like, what's a wonder? A wonder is when God does something and people say, I wonder how that happened. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Makes you wonder, how in the world did that happen? That's going to be your story in Jesus' name. God will bless you to such a degree, people will see it and wonder, how in the world did that happen? How in the world did that happen? I want to pray a special prayer for you tonight because I'm believing for you. I'm believing for those that are watching that this is going to be a year like that for you, expedited favor, violent increase. So I want to pray a special prayer tonight, a prayer that I've, I don't know that I've ever prayed, but I want to pray it for you that are watching. I want to pray that God will open up your eyes in the spirit realm and give you something this week. I want to pray that God will give you something this week an idea from heaven that when you activate it, 
supernatural wealth transfer will come to you. That when you do what the Lord said, I'm basing this on Isaiah 48, 17. I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way you should go. That's how I'm basing this. He'll teach us to profit. That's right, Pastor Danny. He teach, he'll teach us to profit and he will. He'll lead us in the way we should go. Yes, he will. And so I'm going to pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every man and woman watching the broadcast tonight. I pray that you would open up the windows of heaven. Speak a word to every one of us. Open the eyes of our understanding. Let us see what we've never seen. Teach us, lead us into a way that we should go. Teach us to profit. Lord, I pray, give us ideas from the Spirit that we've never had. Your Word declares that your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so, Lord, tonight, give us access to the divine ways and thoughts of your Spirit. Open up our eyes. Let us see these things and clearly understand them. Avenues to blessing that will cause us to be impactful and generous in our generation. You'll raise us up as pillars of generosity. Our churches will be blessed because of us. Our families will be blessed because of us. Our businesses will be blessed. Everything we set our hand to will be blessed. So Lord, for your glory, because we always will honor you with our wealth, our substance, we'll always honor you first. You're first in our lives. And so Lord, put that idea in our spirit and put the ability in our hands Let it quickly come to pass. Bless your people, Lord. Let 2020 be the greatest year they've ever seen in the history of their Christian lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you. For those that are watching, Lord, that are battling tonight, I loose the anointing of God to their body. Sickness must go. Disease must go. Anxiety and depression must go. Lord, addictions have to loose their grip on God's people tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. We praise you. Brother Glenn, be blessed. Lynn Ann, be blessed. Keisha, be blessed. Pastor Danny, this could be the greatest year you've seen and your church has seen. In Jesus' name. I take authority over that asthma attack, Karen. Loose her and let her go. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. It's going to be the greatest year we've known, greatest year we've seen. Without question, we're going to be so blessed, people will come and ask us, what happened? How did that happen? Tell me more about that. What? What? How do you do what you do? And God will use it as an avenue for you to bring people into the kingdom of God. It's going to be supernatural. Supernatural. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you right now, for those of you that are watching, to sow a seed. There's people that need increase, and the avenue into increase is obedience. These things don't happen by accident. They never happen by accident. They happen because of obedience to the Word of God. And let me just say this. Those of you that are watching, we have the best. I know you are, Glenn. You are blessed. Your family's blessed. I am too. My family is too. I am too, Kayla. I'm excited for 2020. I'm not worried. I'm not afraid. Don't you be. Don't you be either. 
Don't allow the devil to try to freak you out. Anybody that's watching or listening. Amen. Praise God, Andrew. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. We've got some of the greatest people that have joined with us. You can see some of their names on the bottom that are standing with us. Great, great. Those of you that watch this broadcast, you are some of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. Generous. I mean, we've got the greatest partners. We've got the greatest people that watch this broadcast. It blows my mind. I mean, I could have never imagined that God would do such wonderful things as connecting us together. It's awesome. I mean, it is awesome. Blows my mind. And can I just say that I thank God for you, every one of you. I thank God for you in a big way. I don't just thank God for you corporately or generally. I thank God for you by name. <laughs> I mean, I, I call you out to heaven and say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for Lynn and Bill and Kelly and Tina, you know, Charles and Zach and Heather. Thank you, Dion. Thank you. Must be something specific Dion's believing for. So in a $172 seed, must be something specific he set his faith for. But how many of you that are watching tonight would follow even Dion's lead and say, you know, tonight, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to sow a seed by faith that's going to put me in position for overflow. It's very easy to do. As Dion did, you can always put hashtag donate in the comments on Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, but you can use Cash App as well, Venmo. The information's on the screen. Uh, PayPal's available. Or you can go to miracleword.com. Thank you, Faith, Deliverance, Healing Center. You have to do it uh, either by going to the website or using Cash App. For some reason, YouTube will not let us use uh, hashtag donate Faith Deliverance Healing Center. So if you go to miracleword.com, you can sow that seed there. Thank you very much. Thank you for sowing that. Luenda, thank you for saying that. And uh, we've had people partnering with us. And I want to ask you, if the Lord's speaking to you to be one of those partners, step out by faith. Go to miracleword.com, click on the partner tab, and fill out that form and stand with us on a monthly basis. Carolyn and I have set our faith, believing for a nation to be changed, for a generation to be shaken. Oh, it's Amory Bulls. Yeah, you've got to do it from the website. And I'm telling you, God's answering our prayers and he's connected us with you and I'm blessed by that. Extremely blessed by it. And um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Yeah, you can do PayPal as well. I'll tell you what we're going to do. For every person that's sowing this month throughout the whole month, if you sow $100 or more, we're going to be sending you this book. Best book I've ever read on end times Bible prophecy. Dr. Mark Hitchcock, The End is the name of the book. And we're going to send it to you. It's a complete overview of Bible prophecy, about 530 pages of phenomenal teaching and preaching. This is a man that knows what he's talking about. He's done about 20-some books, I think, and a lot of them are on Bible prophecy. This is, I think, the greatest book he's ever written. We're going to send it to you as our way of saying thank you. Uh, to every person that's standing with us this month. And then, of course, as you know, we have a special gift for those that sow $1,000 or more. We send this Genuine Leather Life Application Study Bible, one of the greatest Bible tools you could have in your library. And uh, I'll make it out to you and your family. Along with the book that we're sending you, we'll send you the Bible. 
to say a big thank you. And don't forget our magazine. Our magazine has actually uh, been shipped out to everyone that's on the list. But if you don't know about it, we want to give it to you absolutely free. The winter edition of the magazine is out. Miracle Word Quarterly comes out once a quarter. And uh, you can go to miracleword.com forward slash live to get your copy. We're happy to send you one. Uh, it will be a massive blessing to you. Carolyn writes articles. I write articles. We keep you updated with miracle testimonies, everything that's going on. And uh, it'll be a massive blessing to you. So grab one of those for free. And we want to give it to you every time it comes out. So please sign up. I'll give you a minute to sow your seeds. So thankful for you guys. I hope you had a great uh, Palm Sunday. I can't believe next week is already uh, Resurrection Sunday. I mean, this year is flying by. I was supposed to be in South Africa today all the way through uh, next Sunday. I was supposed to be preaching in East London, South Africa this week. And of course, as you know, they closed the borders. And then next week, uh, I was supposed to be in Kingston, Jamaica, actually Portmore, Jamaica, for a convention at Power of Faith Ministries, who I love so much, Bishop Dr. Delford Davis. Uh, but as, as you know, Jamaica has closed their borders as well. And, uh, and so I'll be here with you guys, and, which I love to do as well. I love to be on the broadcast and speak to you guys and hang with you. I'd like to, uh, yeah, Faith on Fire. I was supposed to be at Faith on Fire. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go next week, this week, I should say, uh, over to be with Dr. Andre Raybert and his wife in uh, the, the, the studios, the, the My Faith USA studios, Faith TV, Faith USA. Across the uh, state, we're here in Florida. And so I'm going to go be with them this week and preach live on uh, My Faith whether it be in USA, UK, Africa, we're going to air it live. And so I'll give you guys an update about that when it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday of this upcoming week. And it's going to be live on cable in those nations, but also on the, on the web. And you'll be able to watch as we're going to go live with them. It's going to be good. So I'm very excited about that. Very, very excited about that as well. And uh, yeah, I know it. That's That's true. Supposed to come up to his tab. That might still be happening for the partner's night and all that. That may still happen. That's not off the books yet. And so I'm believing this is going to open up quickly. That's that's gonna, that's my belief, that the nation's going to open up quickly and that things are going to go back to normal again very, very soon. That's what I'm believing for. If you're taking a minute to sow your seed, go to miracleword.com, PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, hashtag donate, Thank you to you guys that are sewing. We appreciate it. Hope you had a great day with your family. Hope you did something in your house to celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, getting ready for his crucifixion. Next week's the blowout. Resurrection Sunday. I'm excited, man. It's going to be great. It's going to. Be... His tabernacle, Oenda, is in Horseheads, New York, just north of Pennsylvania border. And uh, Pastor Michael and Rhonda Spencer, phenomenal people of God, and uh, their children are also anointed. And uh, Cody, Chad, and Corinne. And Cody is the host of the Uproar Youth Conference that takes place every year uh, in Elmira, New York, 
Now they're they're renting out First Arena in Elmira because so many young people are coming. It's awesome. Love you guys too. Uh, what is today? Sunday? <laughs> I never. We're quarantined. Quarantine day twenty one. Uh, I'm gonna be back tomorrow morning, ten thirty a.m. as normal, right here on the broadcast. Not gonna want to miss it. Got a word for you, and then of course we'll be continuing our Spirit of Faith sessions. Tomorrow night, right here, same bat time, same bat channel, <laughs> 7 o'clock. Uh, and if you didn't get it, please send a message to Jenna at MiracleWord.com. Make sure she has your correct address, and uh, and we'll get one out to you. I love you guys so much. Listen, as we close once again, my favorite way to close, let's have a praise break. Get out of your chair. Get out of your couch, off your couch. Pull your car over to the side of the road. Let's praise God and dance. One of my favorite videos. This is E. Dewey Smith and the band in Atlanta having a praise break. Let's finish with praise. I love you guys. Happy Palm Sunday. Thank you for sewing. Thanks for hanging with me. We'll see you in the morning, 1030 a.m. Let's have a praise break. Sometime you got to learn that praise ain't just for you. Sometime you can throw up a praise for what he going to do in somebody else's life. Look at neighbor and say, neighbor, Lee Cock couldn't be here. Sarah Arnold couldn't be here. So what I'm going to do right now, this next praise is for you, Lee Cock, and Sarah Arnold. It is a praise of a Listen carefully. Let me explain something to y'all. Our church is made up of different groups. Young, old. We got some former Presbyterians. We got some former Episcopalians. We got some former Catholics. We got some AME folk, former CME folk. And we even got some former, some, some real Baptist people. And then we got some Pentecostal people some cogent people, some apostolic people. Here's my concern. Because we come from different backgrounds, everybody can't get in on this one. If you're a Presbyterian, most of them ain't got no rhythm. If you're Episcopalian, this is too loud. If you're a Methodist, you can't put them up and put them down the right way. If you're Baptist, you're used to devotion. So what I need right now, I need everybody who got a dance, Pentecostal apostolic, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to intercede and praise for the folk who ain't got no rhythm. The folk who don't know how to put them up and put them down. I don't want nobody here to get left out. So if you gonna believe God's gonna turn around, I need
Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.